Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone, it's Simon here again with another episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by Jane. I'm going to let her pronounce her surname. Um, I pronounce it Ferre, but um, I'm going to let her pronounce it a little bit later on just so we get the proper pronunciation because my short tongue doesn't do it any justice really. But uh, I'm glad to have you on the podcast, Jane. Good to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. It's, it's exciting. And so let's let's get the surname out of the way. Yes, it's let's Jane, do it. Yeah. It's Jane Ferre. So if you I do accept the Ferre from my English colleagues, but uh, it's not mine. It's my husband's. Uh, he's from Mauritius, the paradise island of oh, Mauritius. Right. Um, yeah. And it's Ferre. I think it, it sort of um, I think it is like it's iron. So it's probably like irons or yeah, thing like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, you've got to get, I have to be careful. Say so being sh- uh, short-tongued, I always str- struggle with languages. And when I try and do anything like that, I usually end up <laughs> spitting all over people. I'm trying to, <laughs> sounds like I'm trying to cough something up from the back of my throat. Ferre uh, <laughs> yeah. is fine. Ferre is fine. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll call you Jane from now on. So yeah. that's good. So let me give the listeners a little bit of your, your bio then. Um, you offer private career coaching for senior HR professionals who've outgrown their current role and want to secure their dream role in their dream company with a dream package in less than six months. Love that. Very, very specific. Uh, You came to this after experiencing redundancy, not once, but twice in one year. One was your choice, the other one not. Um, But before setting up your own coaching practice, you've had over 20 years experience in a career in senior HR roles, such as HR business partner, head of leadership development and head of talent at British Airways. Wow. Uh, Before joining Leon Restaurants um, as their very first head of training. Um, And what all of this means is that you, Jane, have been active in the job market in recent years. You understand exactly how much effort people need to put into each job application. And more importantly, how frustrating it can be when you get ghosted after an interview. Uh, You've you've also been on the other side of the recruitment table, so you know uh, exactly what recruiting managers are looking for. And it's always good to have that different perspective, isn't it? Because you've seen it from both sides, and uh, that's great. And we'll talk a little bit more about the ghosting uh, as we go through this, because that's something certainly in the last 18 months I've seen more and more of. Yeah. You know, people it, just feel they don't have the time or don't feel obligated to get back to people, which is uh, disrespectful, to say the least, isn't it? Well, it, it's all about, you know, what employers forget when they're advertising roles is that they are putting their employer brand out there. So if you think about any business, you've got your consumer brands, your customer yeah. brands, but, you know, what you say in terms of getting people to buy your products. And then you've got the employer brand as well. So it's like, why should someone come and work for you? What is it that they're going to get uh, from working with you? What do you expect from them? And people forget that when you get ghosted um, by an organization, 
um, then that impacts whether you buy from them or not. I, I applied yeah. when I was in the in the job market, I applied for um, a head of talent role with a clothing brand that I love mm. and didn't hear anything back. And then somebody from that organization connected with me from the recruitment team. And I mentioned right. my experience and he said, oh, I will let X person know. And I'm yeah. still waiting for that response. Right. Yeah. So every so even though I am still a customer of theirs, I am a reluctant customer rather yeah. than uh, an effusive, enthusiastic customer. And yeah. that impacts how much I spend there. Uh, exactly. And it also impacts on the the raving fan opportunity that they're missing out on that, you know, you're going to potentially tell friends and family, perhaps a little bit more detail of, of who it is and that will yeah. have an impact. Uh, and also it will stop you recommending them to other people in the same way, won't it? So, yeah, it has a yeah. huge impact. And it's interesting. I know we're going to get to talk about coffee in a moment, but I was just on a session with a client. A friend of mine has a business in Lincoln um, called Serenity, and he's just sold it for, for a huge amount of money. But Neil has a software business and Lincoln is not renowned for attracting uh, high end software people. Yeah. And it was a real challenge. And I remember going to see Neil talk uh, at Lincoln City Football Club uh, to a group of businesses and he realized that he had two choices. He, he could either take his business to London or to Manchester or perhaps to Birmingham or Leeds, or he could stay in Lincoln and try and dra- attract the people here. And he, over the last 15 years, has done an amazing job at that. He's put yeah. himself into the local community. And he's created a culture where people queue up to go and work there. People want to work there. Amazing. People ask is there any chance you've got a job at your business somebody has said such great things about you and you're absolutely right he's done the complete opposite of that in creating a great employer brand yeah that has spread across the not just the country across the world where people from india china want to come and work in lincoln at his business and just think of his speed to market in terms of job, in, in terms of filling his roles. You know, yeah. he doesn't have to advertise. He's probably yeah. got what we in the trade would call a warm talent pool of people right. who, you know. I mentioned that too who, next time I see him. <laughs> are people who are ready, willing and able to, to work for him at the drop of a hat. So if there was yeah. a vacancy, he could just tap into that pool and he would fill his, his, his vacancies very, very quickly. Yeah, which is, with great people. Yeah, all these employers that are going, you know, going advertising role, you know, you you get the financial sign off from the business, you stick it on LinkedIn for a couple of weeks, you then spend a week sifting CVs. And it, it's two months before you've even got somebody in front of you to interview. Completely. It's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. Indeed. So it's, it's I think employ, employers need to need to figure out that the, the market is changing. And they need they can't just be operating in the same way in terms of pulling talent in, because certainly, you know, the younger generations are not going to be, you know, jobs for life type people that, you know, maybe, you know, you know, I spent 20 years at BA and that wasn't intentional at all. But, you know, the people who were there, you know, the 10 people who are 10 years older than me, they they were, you know, 40, 45 years there. Some of them, it was it was a real job for life culture. And that that's that's not going to exist as we move yeah. forward. So yeah. employers have got to got to start attracting people because they don't hold the cards anymore. No, no. And uh, a great thing for the listeners to take heed of there straight away, right at the beginning, uh, which 
all of that has made me want to take a sip of coffee. So whilst I take a sip of my coffee, because I've just seen you take a sip of yours, uh, whilst I take a sip of my coffee, tell us a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking today, Jane, and why. So I, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to coffee. Um, mm-hmm. I abhor Starbucks and what they have done to the coffee drinking culture because okay. most of what they sell is not coffee it's hot milky drinks yeah <laughs> so today i am drinking an americano actually um i start the day with an espresso um yeah. from my machine at home um i can't i i used to say to my team actually when i was in the corporate world it was like don't talk to me until I had my coffee and they would always sort of go like if they had something big to say they were like have you had your coffee yet and I was like yes I have you may speak yeah wow (laughs) um I am an addict no I'm drinking Americano it's uh it's the kind of nicest coffee in the machine here um and you know that's what I drink when I've kind of got more time but in the morning or after dinner it's a it's an espresso any particular bean any you know do you like it strong do you like it i'm strong yeah Yeah. i can't yeah i'm 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 a sort of robust you know when i order my nespresso capsules i'm looking at the you know eight as a minimum strength Ah, okay i like the i can't remember what it's called it's like a nice dark blue it's like candar or something that's 10 or 12 yeah 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 yeah, that's one of my favourites as well, actually. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure if that's actually slightly higher than eight. But yeah, I think the one I'm drinking at the moment on that scale of the Nespresso machine, I think is a 10 yeah. or 11 this morning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it makes a difference. So when you say Americano, uh, are we just going black, nothing in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah, in it. Great. No sugar, no milk. It's very, very no. simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and to be honest, I know the listeners. You've heard me say this many many times. Yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, I I am a Starbucks fan, but I'm not a fan of their their general drinks. I I love their different varieties of coffee because I can get Sumatra coffee or different beans and different blends in different places, uh, even the house blend. But one of one of my uh, favorite things is to think about the the areas that the beans come in. So I, I, I like to almost travel the world when I'm having the beans and rather than just yeah. think about the strength. Is there any particular area of the world that you like beans from or any particular favourite coffee that you've got? Do you know, I need to um, I need to improve my knowledge in this area because it's not that great. And I'm kind of very much a sort of, I um, the beans here in my office are Lavazza beans. I don't know actually where they come from. I think they're Arabica beans. And I think yeah. that's more sort of my bag, but um, yeah, no, I need to improve my, my, my experience. We, I, we were saying just before we came on, I've just ordered, we had our kitchen done earlier in the year and um, surprisingly came in under budget. So we have right. um, splurged. And when I say splurge, I mean splurge yeah. <laughs> on a Miele bean to cup coffee machine. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can yeah. I can program with my name in and everything. <laughs> wow. I, I, I tell you I tell you what a guest mentioned the other day, uh, and I've got to find some of these, and I'm I'm on a mission to find some of them because he talked about flavored coffee. Now, for me, when Is I he think American, fla- <laughs> uh, he wasn't actually no. But when when we talk about flavored coffee here in the UK, very often we think about the addition of a syrup, don't we? Yeah. 
he wasn't talking about that kind of flavoring. He was talking about flavors that are infused into the roast, roasting process. Interesting. Yeah. So he got a coffee and cinnamon one that he was, and I love cinnamon. Um, mm. And you know, having that actually in the beans. So for you and your new machine, if you can find coffee that is roasted and infused with different flavors it's a bit like having different fruits in wine isn't it you know having yeah cherry and things like that but uh, yeah yeah i was quite intrigued by that so i'm on a mission to find this flavor oh, infused coffee in the uk yeah. yeah yeah give it a try probably some probably some uh hipster joint down in shoreditch will have some of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's closer to you than it is to me so that's okay <laughs> So thinking about your, your own business uh, and obviously you know, you've got a very particular sector and type of people that you help. And, you know, I love the dream this and dream that, you know, very, very specific on helping people see what it is that you do. Mm. What's been the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on in your own business and how's that been for you? So I think for me, what, what I've done actually at the beginning of the year was I articulated exactly what is in my programme. And, okay. and how I take my clients. So it's a 10 week, my, my VIP program, it's a 10 week program. And I take people through the stages of a job hunt, but we almost, what we do is we hit the pause button and we take what I call 10 steps back because what happens when a lot of people um, are it suddenly find themselves in the job market or they kind of want something else they go straight to their cv which is the wrong place to start because actually they need to figure out it's you know if you're talking in marketing terms you think okay you think about your product and who's your audience and and the features and benefits you are now the product in a job hunt so who is your target audience what do you bring mm -hmm. to a business? And actually, let's spend the time figuring that out first. Yeah, yeah. And then you can write your CV and then you can update your LinkedIn profile and then you can start to talk to your network about what you bring, what you're looking for. And one of the things, so I've actually, and it's it, it's quite interesting. It's like when you suddenly, when you're a coach, you know exactly kind of what you do in terms of your process and taking your clients through it, yeah. but they don't always get it. So I've actually put together a document that just sort of said, you know, and I actually had someone say today, can I find out more about your program? And I'm like, of course you can. I've put this detailed document together. Here it yeah. is. It's got the week by week breakdown. So, you know, the first, the very first thing we do is week one, we talk about your values and I've got an exercise that I take people through to, so that they can figure out what's really important to them because we don't do this. Or if we've mm -hmm. done it, we've done it 20 years ago. Or what people say is what they think I want to hear or what they think they should say. Which yeah. Is... And, and don't people try and be cryptic sometimes as well? <gasps> they they try to, if they think if I make it sound clever and cryptic yeah. <laughs> and confusing, it will be more attractive. And it's not, is it? Yeah, we don't have to be cryptic. Just say it as it is. Say it as people want to hear it, isn't it? That's the most yeah. important thing. But it ends up sounding like corporate blah. You know, it's like... Yeah just vanilla like yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like no one picks vanilla we kind of yeah. have it because it's there but nobody picks it actively and and I think that comes from that you know when you've spent a long time in corporate environments it's like people are really afraid to sort of stick their head above the parapet and show why they're different because actually you get rewarded for fitting in 
you get rewarded for just blending in and actually nobody notices you when you blend in but what you have to do as a you know someone who's either a job seeker or someone who's actively looking for something else is you've got to be different you've got to have you've got to have something that's memorable about you Mm. and actually be brave and say you know I I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and sometimes starting there is a better place because people very often don't know what they want but they know what they don't want yeah 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 and and as you were talking there it reminded me of a book that I read uh, earlier this year who was an, you know uh, captain tom moore who was an inspiration to people around uh, yeah. the world i don't know if you've yeah. read his autobiography read it. It, yeah. it's it's a great book and it ties into a lot of what you're you're saying there jane because he talks about joining the army signing up as a foot soldier and yeah. he said and i sat there and you know we got the lowest the low of everything we've got the lowest equipment the lowest quality food we got we sh- were sharing with huge amounts of people for accommodation, and I saw these officers walking by, who had better food, better clothing, better quarters, uh, and I he he said he sat there and he said, I thought to myself, I want to be one of those in the quickest yeah. time possible, and then he started the journey of saying, okay, what do I need to become to get to be an officer? And then when he got to be an officer, he then looked and said, OK, I love working on motorcycles. I love working on tanks. What do I need to do to become an officer? So every time he looked at that target, that target promotion, and then he worked really hard to make himself the product that fitted that. He didn't blend in. Yeah, he was the one that, you know, when they asked for a volunteer and everybody else stepped back, he didn't just stay there. He jumped forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, fascinating to hear what you were saying there and the similarity of how he looked at, you know, even something like his promotion, his progression uh, yeah. in the army, you know, in the middle of a war. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just a job, you know, it was, you know, in the middle of the Second World War. So, yeah, uh, yeah really important yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's interesting as well, because I was... Um involved in a discussion on LinkedIn only yesterday, actually. So, and they were talking about, it was one individual who was who was saying, you know, about succession planning in a business where, you know, it's oh, it's only the same people who ever get picked. It's like, OK, well, let me. So, I, yes, you're right. <laughs> and no, you're yeah. not right. So, yes, you're right, because it is the same people who get picked. But it's those people, you know, and, and I did this for, for British Airways. We're, we're looking at succession plans for critical roles because there's yeah. roles that we have to have filled um, to to be able to fly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you're looking at, you know, one, two, three years in the future and you're lining up your people so that if something happens to somebody in one of those roles, you can move quite quickly. But you have to actively move people around the business. You have to actively know who the people are who want to get promoted, progression, because not everyone does. And that's okay if you don't want to. The job of an employer then is to say, Okay, so how do we help you to develop breadth in your role? How do we help, you know, if you want to be a salesperson or an engineer, how do we help you to be the best salesperson, the best engineer? Not everyone wants to be the sales manager or the the chief engineer or head of engineering. But our job as an employer is to to get you to be the best that you can be every single day. And you've got you've got to meet us halfway on that. But in terms of, you know, succession, identifying, you know, 
what I also said is people have a responsibility to have honest conversations with their manager about what they want to do, where they want to be. And if you want to be, you know, head, you know, head of, head of marketing, there are certain, um, what there's, there's a word for it. There's, uh, there's, there's, I called them stretch projects. And then there's, there's another term as well, which is almost around, um, the types of roles that you, um, that you actually need to do critical job assignments. Ooh, so, right. okay. wow. so there, there are, yeah. you know, if you want to be, you know, director of engineering, there are some critical jobs that we need you to do before you get that role. And that's yeah. where that kind of career path comes in. Yeah, but it, so I want to pick up on two things you said there because um, I always you took me straight back to a moment. You know, uh, I, I worked for a couple of small, smallish building companies because uh, yeah. my profession is a quantity surveyor, uh, and I went to work for one company, and the MD I don't even know if he's still alive now, but Bob Barton was his name, mm. uh, and who knows he might be listening to this one day, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but he sat there, and I did my first appraisal with him. I hadn't been there very long. And he said, right, Simon, you've joined our company. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? <laughs> and I looked and I pointed and I said, sat where you're sat. Yeah. He said, really? He said, yeah. I said, might not be in this, this business, but I want to be the managing director of a business within five years. And I was 18 at the time. He, what was his response? <laughs> his response was great because he said, Okay, it's nice to know who's snipping at my heels. I remember him saying those exact words, but yeah. let's do everything we can to help you with that. Yeah. And the business, and he did. And when I turned 23, I was the managing director of my own business. And that Amazing. was the start of my own construction company. And a lot of what I learned throughout the career that I was there, I was only there two years. But the what I learned in those two years help me get to that position because he helped me and the business helped me because I told them what I wanted. Yeah. And I think and that's, that's really people, important. Yeah. And people are, people are afraid to do that. Um, particularly women are, are really afraid to, to stick their head above the parapet mm. and, and really say what they want. Um, because I think there's, there's almost this thing of, Oh, I'm going to come across as too pushy or whatever, but it's like, you have to tell people what you want. And line managers have to get better at having those conversations. Yeah. So line managers really have to listen. And then this is where, you know, coaching skills come in for line managers. You know, it's that line manager as a coach, they need to be asking the right questions and also yeah. kind of picking up on the potential of their people. That is their job mm. is to, you know, be looking at the potential of their people yeah. and growing them. Yeah. So I've got to ask a a question on what we've just talked about then and and this i've had way too many people in my businesses in the past particularly in construction fall into this particular category that i'm going to ask you about because there are people who don't want it they're quite happy yeah. doing what they're doing and you just have to accept that and don't try and push yeah. them because very often you create a bad employee out of a good yeah. employee yeah. so listeners if you've got anybody who really doesn't want it don't push them because you'll, you'll lose them and you'll lose a really good employee. And I'm sure yeah. you've seen that over the years. Yeah. But there are some people who want it and like Captain Tom Moore will do anything to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they will put themselves out there. They will volunteer. They will step up. They'll do those critical assignments. I love that. You're giving us a great yeah. thing there. Critical yeah. assignments for that job. But there are also people who want it, but feel that it should be given to them and then they'll prove they're worthy of it. 
So I've had way too many people that have said, yeah, I want to be X. Give me the position, give me the money, and then I'll prove to you that I can do the job. And I always struggle with that as, as a, you know, as a business owner, no, you show me you can do it. And I'll, I, you know, again, those critical assignments, you show me yeah. that you can do these assignments. And they say, no, you don't pay me enough to do those. The job doesn't warrant those. If they're not in my job description, some of the listeners I know will have that issue where people want it, but they don't want to have to work for it. What yeah. would you say to the business owners, first of all, of how they might handle that differently or the line managers of how they might handle that differently? I, th I think there's, it's an interesting thing there because I would question, I, I, yeah, I'm going to kind of contradict myself. I would question whether those people are actually high potential because they haven't proven themselves. Yeah. Um, and there's almost something where, you know, it's call it risk aversion. So certainly an organization like British Airways is very risk averse, you know, for yeah. obvious safety reasons. Yeah. That, that culture filters through the organization. So you almost have to prove yourself before you'll be, you'll be promoted. And it's like you have to start to take on some of the uh, additional responsibilities at kind of the next level up. Yeah. If you really want it. I mean, I think that's for me is that question, isn't it? Because there'll be somebody else who will do that. So why should, you know, yeah. I might take a chance on you, but you're, you are kind of unproven. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, and I think this is again, where line managers need to step up and kind of grasp the nettle and have that, have that, you know, difficult conversation with that person and just say, look, you know, you're, you're, you're not proven. This, this, you know, and, and some of this is about the culture of the organization. So some yeah. organizations will go, okay, we will do that, but we'll give you six months. And then the question I'd say to the organization is what's the scaffolding that you're going to put around that yeah. to help that person. Yeah. So, but I don't think the scaffolding should be when you've got the job, the scaffolding should almost be in when you're in the, the role before that yeah, yeah. You know, it might not yeah. be underneath it might be a sideways move but it's it's almost that thing of how do you kind of help to transition that individual there and mm. um, and then question around you know is it is it a question of pay in which case you could do you know staged uplifts you know we'll give you this much right now because yeah. you haven't proven yourself and it very months. often is isn't it they're yeah. not actually wanting the position because of the title or because they want to do the work otherwise they'd yeah. be doing it yeah yeah they'd be stepping up and doing the work it's because yeah. they see the position associated purely with the pay grade don't they very often yeah, yeah 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 in which case that's a question of motivation and that's a different conversation yeah you know it's like you don't you don't go and buy a new car and actually what you've got is one that's not quite working as you doesn't quite go as fast yeah. it doesn't quite you know it's not quite painted right but you're paying a premium price for something that's not quite there yet so yeah. that you know if you if you you know look at your yeah. people in terms of commodities which you know, rightly or wrongly uh, you know that's essentially what you're doing but actually if you're if you're training someone and getting them ready so that when there is a role you almost pick them up and put them in it and that they hit the ground running yeah that's a different question i think that i think there's a question there in that case which is what's the individual's motivation because uh, it sounds like cash yeah and i think there's there's two things that have come out of what you've said there that said i've taken away the first one is you know are they high potential because the likelihood is no, no they're not uh, and I think you're absolutely right. Line managers, business owners, you know, need to dig deeper to find out what the motivation is and what the reason is behind it. And yeah. one of the other things uh, I'll, I'll quickly share with you and the listeners, I had one young guy once who just absolutely plagued me for 
two years for some for this particular position that he wanted and he didn't want to do the work and everything and his whole motivation we got to the bottom of it in the end was his spouse she didn't want to tell her friends what position her partner was in it was a peer-to-peer sort of uh, credibility and yeah. she wanted him she kept saying that he was in a better job than he actually was to her friends Right. But of course, she was frightened of getting caught. So she was pushing him all the time to get the job that she was telling everybody else. <laughs> that he was actually he was doing. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think getting to the root of that is, is yeah. really, really important, isn't it? And, uh, and once, that, once we know, got to that, he actually stayed with us another two years because we realised what it was all about. Yeah. And it was just about the title. <laughs> That's all he wanted. I mean, I mean, you know, that, so there's, there's various things that you could do that if it's about the money... And that, you know, that individual is great at the role they are, but, you know, you could maybe give them some, you know, test, test projects or something. If they don't prove themselves or actually they are suddenly out of their depth at that next level, then there's something that you could do in terms of salary. So it's better to keep someone who's brilliant, but do something, you know, where maybe it's salary, maybe it's additional benefit, maybe it's a bonus. If the, if the salary is the question, it's like, how do we fix that rather than we put you in a different role and now we've overpromoted yeah. you and you're just going to struggle and now you're going to underperform and now we're going to have problems, you know, and yeah. down, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it is, it's a very quick down as well, isn't it? You know, it yeah. spirals yeah. down really, really quickly. Great. Yeah. So you've given us a little bit of insight in, into your business and the programs. Um, how has it been for you in delivering that clarity and articulating the detail of what's in your program because I know some of perhaps the coaches and consultants that are listening to this will say that oh I don't I, sh- I don't want to tell everything that I do I don't want to show everything I don't want to show all the detail it's too much for people it's too confusing for people and uh, how has it been for you since you've done that because you know we understand how you've done it and what you've done but what kind of difference has it made what will you say the after effects are I think it's it's really clear what we how we will deliver because I want to work with those people who are serious about making the job move. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone someone come, by the time someone comes to me, they are they're either in a role and just at that point where it's like can't carry on with this. This is just ridiculous. I am so much more than this job, yeah. or their role has disappeared and they are without a role so there's there's almost like a a kind of crisis point there they want clarity in that moment about what we are going to do and how we are going to do it and I want to work with those people who are serious about making a change and are going to put in the work because we meet every week for 10 weeks and it's essential Uh that you know you put in the the time and the effort in in between those sessions because that's how you'll build momentum and that's how you'll make that change you know, and I say, you know, the program is 10 weeks and I'll say, do all this within six months, which sound people go, that's a long time. And I'm like, well, remember, most of the job market is not is not driven by you in terms of timescales. It'll be driven by the organization. So very quickly you'll yeah. get to six months, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, by the time you've had, you know one one uh, one interview and then the, the business has organized themselves because, you know, leader a is on leave and then leader b is on leave and then you know we can't get them together until three weeks from now a lot of that 
time scale is you know you're yeah. unable to impact you know, it yeah. just is what it is but yeah. you know it's it's each week for 10 weeks and you know my clients the the ones i can tell the ones who are going to do the work and the ones yeah. who do the work get the biggest returns yeah so having those expectations and having mutual expectations is is really really important there and and as you say if you show them what it is that's involved you actually can make the judgment for that much, much easier, can't you? Whether they're going to yeah. be a good, a good fit for your program. Yeah. And sometimes we have to do that because I think some of us are afraid of saying no to a client because if yeah, we... I don't take it on everyone. No, no, but that's so important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But you know, very often people don't want to give the detail because they're worried that they then will have to make a decision whether this client's a good fit or not. And when it's not a good fit, don't take them on say no you, you know before you know before if it's a good fit it's like employees yeah. right employers employees you know when you've had doubts about you know who you should promote who you should employ you know deep down if it's a good fit or not and yeah. you know it's the same with you know clients you know i know deep i i know by how quickly you know they pay the invoice you know i literally say <laughs> here's the invoice payments due by today if they haven't paid then they're you know yeah it's you know because it, it's very very easy to make a back transfer nowadays yeah, you can yeah. do it within totally. minutes totally. you know it, yeah. so you, you know straight away who's who's going to be kind of up for it and just yeah. jfdi as we say yes <laughs> so you've given us uh, some some great insights and some good tips here to to think about both from an employee point of view and from an employer and a line manager point of view where do people go to find out more about the programs that you've got and more about you? Where's the best place for them to go and the best way of connecting with you, Jane? So LinkedIn is my jam. So I'm on LinkedIn um, every single day. That's the best place to connect with me. And I'm just Jane Ferrey there. Um, I've also got a website. We're spelling the I'm surname, sorry. sorry. We know how to oh, pronounce yes, it, but how do, how do we spell it? Yeah. So it's, it's Jane, J-A-N-E. Yeah. And then Ferre is F E W R E. So that's Foxtrot Echo Romeo Romeo Echo. Right. That's a heart track to my just, aviation. You just pleased all, yeah, you just pleased all the pilots in the room. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not fixed wing, I'm rotary, I'm a helicopter pilot. So uh, I, don't, I don't fly planes. There you go. Yeah, my website as well. So that's just my name. It's janeferre.com. So everything is there. Links to my LinkedIn profile, everything. So Perfect. connect with me on LinkedIn. Please do. And I, yeah. I, I'm live a couple of times a week giving lots of hints and tips on, on how to navigate the hidden job market yeah, good and in the show notes there'll be uh, even more links uh, of your youtube channel instagram and facebook as well so listeners check out yeah. the show notes that are below um, the podcast recording so as i mentioned right at the beginning uh, uh, before we started the recording one of the aims of this podcast is to give something to people that they can take away and you know Lots of different people will be looking for different things, particularly from this podcast as they're listening to it. You know, they might be an employee looking to progress. They might be a business owner looking of how to get people progressing. Um, I know it's a difficult one to ask you to give a tip or a lesson that people can take away, but is there something that you can give us which might be a one size fits all, or is there something particular for a particular type of person? I think it's, it's kind of back to the, what do you bring to a business? Mm -hmm. um, so, so really get down to what is the change that you have made in terms of a business? And businesses are interested in three things. It's um, how do I make money or how do I increase revenue? 
Yeah. How do I save costs and how do I mitigate risk? So if you're thinking about yourself as a potential employer, think about all of your achievements in relation to those three things. So, you know, a lot of HR people focus on the how do I mitigate risk? Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily focus so much on the how do I bring in money, but the HR people who do set themselves apart from the rest um, because right. the others are focused on the risk and the, the reducing the cost bit. And then also as a business, that's, that's your three things. So as a business, how are you testing those three things with any potential employee that you are um, having yeah. conversations with? So just really test those three things and that will get to show you where they kind of operate. Yeah. Uh, and as you were saying it there, it just, it just made me think how great would that be to have, uh, and this is going to sound awful now, perhaps, and I'm probably going to say something that's completely incorrect, but as, as you were talking there, I got visions of all the employees in my businesses in the past, all lined up with a little chart above the head with three KPIs on it. You know, yeah. What what do I do to bring, you know, how well do I bring money into the business? How well do I save costs and how do I mitigate risk? Yeah. If I'd have measured people in my business on those three things, you know, I know my business would have been much, much different uh, from yeah. a team point of view. Uh, if I'd have measured those three things. So I think that's a really good tip for the listeners uh, who are looking to be employees and be those star employees. That's what you've got to try and do. How, yeah. how can I earn people money? How can I save people money? And how can I reduce their risk? And as an employer, that's what we should be looking for in the people we employ as well. I love that. That's yeah. great. What a yeah. great tip. Both sides. <laughs> Thank you. you fix both yeah. sides as well. Well done. Yeah. Well done. One size fits all. There you go. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, Coming to my, my final question with a slightly different twist, because as we record this, we're still in some form of lockdown or easing of lockdown somewhere in the world uh, that might be listening to this. If you were to have your next coffee, and it doesn't have to be out of your machine because that's going to be a little bit restrictive. Uh, <laughs> but if you were to have your next coffee in a dream location, where would you be sipping that level eight, level nine or even level 10 espresso? <laughs> Where would you be sipping that espresso? So I would have to say just because of where we are right now, it would be in Mauritius because we have not been there for over two years just because they've right. they've had their borders closed and uh, we're just unable to see my husband's family, which is very, very difficult. So that would be that would be my dream right now for my next coffee yeah. in the sunshine. In the sunshine. Great. Yeah. So uh, I've got to ask one final question. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sunset. Perfect. Yeah. Now we can yeah. all picture Mauritius. You sat there. Although sunset, I don't know if I'll be having a coffee. I'll probably be having a cosmopolitan. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm a late bird. So some, I'll, I'll have my coffee while the sun is, you know, way up in the sky. <laughs> then yeah. a cocktail yeah. at sunset. <laughs> Maybe an Perfect. espresso martini. How about that? An espresso martini, yeah. We used to have something when we used to get kind of called a nutty mousse, which was a sort of um, a coffee with a sort of Bailey's type chocolatey thing uh, that was Ooh. absolutely delicious, served hot. Nice. Uh, but yeah, really, really, I'm really strong coffee as well. Really that strong sounds coffee. delicious. With coffee beans in the top of it as well. So thank you very much for being a guest. You've given us some good things to take away, whether you're an employee or if you're an employer, you've given us a very balanced view of both. And as always, your time is precious. It's very valued. And listeners, you need to go out and do something different. 
you know, you need to look at how you can be a better employee or a better employer from what you've heard Jane talk about. Then, of course, if you want to reach out to Jane, you've got the LinkedIn profile, uh, Jane Ferrey, uh, and the website, janeferrey.com as well. Uh, thank you very much for taking part. It's been an absolute pleasure and a blast. My pleasure. Thank you, Simon, for inviting me. It's been great. I'll go and grab another coffee now for my next meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and listeners, of course, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. And please leave a review of today's podcast. We'd love to have your feedback so that we can make these podcasts keep suiting what you want to keep listening to. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.